Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Okay, it's one in the morning. I'm going to be whispering for this podcast. I hope it's not too annoying. My husband's upstairs. Oh my gosh, he's so sick. Prayers, 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 if you can, for him. He's been suffering with the flu since Thanksgiving, and it just keeps hanging on so he's tossing and turning and I gave him all the covers because he can't seem to get warm so I'm downstairs because I just I just can't sleep so I decided let's pray now so that when I do fall asleep I don't have that podcast get up do the podcast (laughs) hanging over me because I'm sure I'll end up going back to bed eventually Okay, we've been talking about hope, and I want you to listen to the readings. And if this does not smack hope in your face, I don't know what will. And I'll talk about some stuff maybe as I read. I don't know. Maybe I'll finish the reading and then come back. But wow, wow. Wow, wow, how we limit God. How we forget what he told us in his word. Or maybe we haven't even read his word. So how do we even know what to expect in life? The more you read God's word, the more the word reads you. I promise. I promise. Okay. Let's get started. Excuse me. (laughs) I have one o'clock in the morning voice. Okay. Isaiah 25, 6 through 10. Isaiah is awesome. If you just crack that puppy open, you would be like, whoa. I mean, what a soap opera. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples. A feast of rich food and choice wines. Juicy, rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples. The web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces. 
the reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. <coughs> Sorry. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. I mean, come on. If you're worried about what's going on in the world, God told you, ah, oh, he will provide for everyone. He will take the veil off. He'll destroy death forever. He'll wipe the tears away from your face. Ah, behold our God, to whom we look to save us. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to read the responsorial psalm, but I think you should go read it for today. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Here we go. Alleluia. Behold, the Lord comes to save his people. Blessed are those prepared to meet him. I mean, this summarizes Advent. Jesus was born to save us. Behold, the Lord comes to save his people. Blessed are those who are prepared to meet him. So he not only came, but he will come again. That's his promise. So we must be prepared, as I've mentioned, and being prepared means reconciling yourself to God's heart, aligning your will with his talking to him, spending time with him. Gosh, adoration would be fabulous if you could. But you can adore right in your home. You do not have to leave. But give yourself that time to get to know him, to rest in him. Press into his shoulders when you're stressed out. Ensure that you are running to him because everything will be better and lighter. He will take most of the burden for us if we invite him in. Okay, the Gospel of Matthew 15, verse 29 through 37. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice isn't the best and the heat is kicking on, so you'll probably hear some background I'll try to speak up and get a little closer, but yet read at the same, <laughs> at the same time my old 51-year-old eyes here. At the time, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, went up on the mountain, and sat down there. Great crowds came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others. They placed them at his feet, and he cured them. The crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, the blind able to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Jesus summoned his disciples and said, Oh, my heart is moved with pity for the crowd, 
for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry, for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such a crowd? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves and the fish, gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments left, over seven baskets full. And right here, we have miracle after miracle after miracle. Sounds like my husband's coming down the stairs. That's why I stopped. Uh, it is him. Okay, sorry about that. My husband did come down, and now it is two o'clock. He had a massive fever, so he came down. He's like, I'm burning up, and so we gave him some acetaminophen and laid him down and cold compresses on the head, staying in bed with him, checking on him every 15 minutes just to make sure everything's good. Oh, poor guy. Okay, so back to hoping and having miracles. <laughs> Again, if you are not reading the word, how do you know the promises of God? How do you know the hope that you should have in the promises of Jesus? And I am not that versed on the Old Testament. I say it rocks. No question. But to be honest, I'm, you know, I'm very, very versed on the New Testament. So what should I read? I should read the Old Testament so that I can familiarize myself more with what God's trying to teach me from that book. Anyway. He was performing miracles all over the place. But boom, but boom, but people were amazed. They were looking at it. It's not that it stopped because the Bible was written. He's performing miracles through people all the time, right? Think about all the saints. In order to be a saint, you must have two miracles. If canonized saints need two miracles to be proven. I mean, come on, that's incredible. God works through us. And just performs miracle in us regardless. I know this because I've had that miracle happen to me with my addiction. So you, if you're praying with expectations, remember we talked about the definition of hope yesterday. 
which is to really expect and desire a certain outcome in your life. If you pray with expectations and end it always with only if it's your will, God, then hey, guess what? You be persistent. You keep hope alive. There's a reason, there's a phrase that says that. So let's remember that we limit God, that we put God in a box, that miracles happen today. And that first reading, let's remember that God will lift the veil. God's got this. I know there's a lot of us out there who are tired, 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 tired of the world and the evil in it, but we have to keep fighting. We have to keep praying, hoping and begging God to come. Come, Jesus, come, right? <sighs> okay, that being said, go search. If you aren't familiar with the Bible, that there interweb thing is pretty clever. All you got to do is search for miracles in the Bible and it'll come up and you can read and be amazed. And these are miracles that are documented with people's names and certain times, certain ways that you can validate that this is historical proven fact. So believe in your heart, believe in your mind, believe in your soul that God can perform miracles in your life and the ones that you love and have hope that that will happen. Keep praying with persistence and confidence and expectations that that's God's will. Be open to what God wants to do in your life if it's not that. And just end with, Lord, if it's your will, only do I want this. Okay, hopefully your Advent is going great. I went to Mass, and it was another beautiful Mass. I'm amazed at how different my life is when I'm focusing on God. And it was funny because in the morning, my husband looked at me and he said, are you going to mass? You're not going to mass today? It was the morning. And it just so happens Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I have the option to go to noon mass. And so I told him, no, I'm going to go to noon mass. And then I have a coaching call after that. And he's like, oh, okay. But look, witness. And now that I told my husband, too, that I missed God, that I told him on that Sunday, this past Sunday at Mass, how much I really miss being at Mass and receiving him in the Eucharist, and I got to get back to that. No problems from his side, right? I'm sure he's like, do it. He knows I'm a better person when I go spend that time with God and worship him, receive him in my mind, body, 
soul, spirit, right? His divinity and mine, my pathetic nature, <laughs> my human nature, my flawed nature, anything to help me be holier, help purify me for the day. I don't know. It's been, it's been a wonderful three days, I guess, of Advent. And I just want to extend to you hope that, hey, maybe your first three days haven't been. So what? Start now. That's the beauty of the Christian life. You fall, you get back up. You reconcile yourself with God through the sacrament of reconciliation Venial sins, reconcile yourself with him immediately. You should be saying an act of contrition and looking at your day every day and apologizing for times when you were uncharitable to yourself and others, even maybe God himself. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent here. Hmm, I'm pretty talkative at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go peek up on my husband. I told him I'd check on him. I just want to wrap this up, get this posted, and hopefully I'll go to bed soon. But I have no desire to sleep. So guess what? This is going to be my prayer time. Nothing cooler than having the house to yourself at 2 o'clock in the morning. And maybe that's the time that you sneak out of bed. I know a lot of you have issues sleeping the night through. Well, instead of tossing and turning in bed, why don't you have either get up or instead of tossing and turning in bed, sit and have that time be the silence time with God. I do that all the time. Actually, when I was up there rubbing my husband's forehead, I was praying deliverance prayers out loud, whispering them for any fever and sickness and illness to come out of him. Trying everything here. Okay, thank you for your prayers. I love you. Thank you for dealing with that big pause and the break. But let's not forget that God is a God of miracles. And we all need some. So let's have hope and pray for them, expecting them if it's his will. You have a blessed and inspired day. I love you so much. Find something more in God. What other thing can I say? Yabba dabba do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Take care.